0: This is The Defrag, I'm Christopher Lawson. This show that you're listening to right now is obviously a podcast, and you're probably listening to it in a couple of key ways. You might be listening in an app like Pocket Casts or Apple Podcasts. You could also be listening on our website. But recently, there's been a push from large social media apps like Facebook and YouTube to really double down on the podcast listening experience. Facebook now offers a way to listen to podcasts within its app for users in the United States. YouTube is reportedly paying podcasters to film videos and upload them to the YouTube platform. And it's rumoured that Twitter, that already has an audio chatroom function, might be bringing podcasts to the platform. And we've recently seen a job ad for a podcast role at TikTok. So what does this all mean for the podcast ecosystem? And why are so many social apps trying to get into the podcast game?
1: Oh, I think that's a great question. And uh, I think they are just looking at the growth of podcasting, which has been growing slowly and steadily over the last 10 years or so and thinking we want some of that. So my name is James Cridland. I'm the editor of podnews.net. So pulling in audio in all of its uh, shapes and uh, sizes into their social apps kind of makes an awful lot of sense to get people to stay within those apps longer and to hopefully start using those apps um, as uh, more of a habitual thing every single day.
0: In particular, with Facebook, they've integrated podcasts into their app, but it's currently only available in the US. Do we have any idea about how this particular integration is going?
1: We don't. Not particularly. We're seeing, you know, there is some amount of plays using Facebook for some podcast apps, but it's uh, very, very low. Uh, And uh, it's a curious thing that Facebook would launch... Uh, podcasts within the Facebook app, but only for the US. Although weirdly, everyone in the world can add podcasts to it. It's just that you can only get played in the US, which is a, a strange old thing. Um, but uh, you can you can clearly see that from Facebook's point of view, they want to be a destination where um, all types of uh, people are, whether that's companies, whether that's uh, media, whether that's all kinds of other things. And so therefore, having podcasts in there might be a good um, way of uh, getting more uh, media companies to promote podcasts in Facebook.
0: Why, why do you think it is um, that at this particular point in time we're seeing, you know, so much of this, uh, this drive to integrate podcasts?
1: I think, you know, a lot of it looks at um, uh, just the amount of usage that these particular apps are getting. And, you know, if you look at some of the data around YouTube, for example, YouTube is used by a lot of people as a discovery platform for podcasts. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they're listening to podcasts on the app, but they're finding podcasts there and they're going, oh, this looks like a good podcast. I'll go and subscribe to it in a proper podcast app. So I think we're seeing, um, you know, that going on. But I think we're also seeing just an awful lot of money in this space. Um, There's an awful lot of chatter of excitement around the type of revenue that can be earned from podcasting. And, you know, clearly if you're a Facebook or or if you're a a Twitter perhaps or certainly a Clubhouse, um, then you're keen to jump in and get uh, more of that cash.
0: That's interesting, the idea that YouTube is, you know, is potentially a discovery platform for podcast content? You know, do you mean in the sense that podcasters are uploading just the straight audio onto the platform, someone's coming along to it and then going, okay, well, I'm going to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify?
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly what's happening. So um, there's been a, a fair amount of research into how people are using YouTube for podcasts. And yes, there are some podcasts which people will sit and uh, and watch. You know, Joe Rogan used to be one of those as a as a good example. Now, now Joe Rogan is purely uh, clips and that's doing a great job of promoting his podcast on uh, Spotify, on the closed Spotify platform. Um, and, and we're also seeing, you know, that that's going on in other podcasts as well. And in fact, there's a story out of um, Bloomberg News very recently, which um, seems to suggest that YouTube are giving money to some podcasters to get them to film their particular podcasts and make those podcasts available on the youtube uh, platform um uh, you know and you can and you can clearly see that for youtube's point it would be really beneficial for youtube to be able to be the place where people are spending much longer uh listening to uh, media as well as watching it uh, and so from youtube's point of view that uh, you know more integration with the podcast landscape would be really interesting to them
0: In 2021, the Reuters Institute published their annual digital news report, and the report found that in many countries, YouTube was one of the top five listening platforms for podcasts, which is surprising considering it's a video app and podcasts are inherently audio, but it seems the definition of what a podcast is, is evolving.
1: Yeah, I think um, there's uh, a lot of um, conjecture and a lot of, discuss, uh, uh, a lot of debate around what a podcast is. And I'm not necessarily sure that that's particularly helpful. But you get the old guard who are talking about RSS feeds and enclosures and everything else. Um, and you get most other people saying that actually a podcast is a piece of on-demand audio-first content. And it may happen to have video uh, attached to it uh, as well. Lots of podcasts do these days. But actually, the point is, it's a piece of audio-first content that can be consumed just as audio. uh, And I don't think necessarily that it needs RSS and enclosures and stuff like that anymore. Now, great for the industry if it continues using RSS. But I think when you tell people that what they're listening to and what they are calling a podcast is not a podcast, and I'm I'm not sure that that's particularly helpful. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you know, so there's lots of sort of scoffing about, uh, you know, YouTube or indeed Spotify being a, a, um, a major leading podcast app. And it's not really a podcast app, is it? At the end of the day, you know, you can have a look at what is television and what is radio and there are lots of people who are consuming what we would call television not on a television device at all and similar for radio as well and i suspect that podcasting is going very much the
0: the same way but with apps like tiktok potentially getting into the podcast game what could this mean for the evolution of the podcast industry that's coming up after this short break If you're enjoying this episode of The Defrag and you want to support the work that we're doing, head on over to our website, thedefrag.com and become a Defrag member. You can get an ad-free version of the podcast, a sticker pack, a regular newsletter, and discounts to our merch. Plus there's a number of other perks depending on your membership level. Becoming a member is really the best way to support the show. It empowers us to produce independent journalism and gives you the best of the podcast without all the noise. So head on over to our website, thedefrag.com and become a member today. With brands like Facebook and YouTube pushing heavily into the podcast industry, it's bound to have an impact on how society views podcasting in general. But the one thing that sets a platform like YouTube apart from a podcast app like Apple Podcasts is the algorithm. Most feature content on major podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, is manually curated. Spotify does try to learn what you like and suggest other shows to listen to. But nothing compares to what YouTube has when it comes to video. So, could we see a YouTube of podcasts, or will this evolution on what a podcast is just see YouTube become the main destination for podcast listening?
1: I mean, I think that YouTube is a great example of you know a really um, a really good algorithm. Certainly good in terms of YouTube's point of view, at least, um, of surfacing more content that you might want to enjoy. Um, but I also think that that is where companies like Facebook and Twitter and indeed TikTok have a great opportunity as well, because they have a ton of data on our consumption, a ton of data on our interests and they could be really good for discovering new shows, for finding new shows that uh, I might want to have a listen to that I'm currently unaware of. Um, and I think, you know, there's been some mock-ups given from Nathan Gaithright, who's a very, you know, bright thinker in this space around what Twitter could do if they were really keen in pulling in podcasts into their app. And, you know, of course, you know, just knowing if you follow Michael Barbaro, then you're probably going to be interested in the New York Times Daily, you know, and similar, um, would be really interesting. Um, So, yeah, I I would see all of this as being really good to help podcasts be found. And I think if podcasts Podcasts have found, even if uh, people then start listening in their normal podcast app, I think that's still great for the industry.
0: You mentioned TikTok. Uh, TikTok are hiring for a content podcast operations role, which seems kind of interesting for them as, uh, as a business. What do you make of that? Of that move,
1: yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, But then TikTok also have a radio station here in Australia. You know, they have a radio station which is on uh, DAB and on the iHeart Radio app called TikTok Trending. And that's really good too. That's a really good curated experience of both music, but also other things on the TikTok platform. Um, and so you can clearly see that um, uh, that uh, the um, you, you know TikTok is is very much focused on. Um, expanding its footprint in terms of where its content is available. Uh, It's helped, of course, by uh, Triple J's old uh, content director, um, who's called Ollie, and I'm desperately trying to remember his surname. But I can't remember it. But anyway... um, Triple J's uh, ex-content director, who's now working for uh, TikTok as their radio person. Um, you know, one would assume that he has uh, some uh, way into, uh, you, you know, doing, uh, do, doing this in terms of podcasting as well. So I find all of this really interesting. I think one of the things that we um, do know from both from uh, radio and from TV is that you need to be multi-platform in order for you to really succeed as a brand. And Red Bull is a great example of that, of, you know, a fizzy sports drink, which is now also actually a really good sports brand, a really good TV brand. It produces a ton of really interesting pieces of uh, content. And that's one of the ways that 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 brand has remained relevant to its audience. And you can well see that um, other people such as um, TikTok and others are going to be doing much the same.
0: What impact do you think that um, TikTok could have on the podcast industry?
1: Um, I think it's a bit too early to know, I I think particularly because we're not quite sure what TikTok is planning on doing. Um, if it's there as a consumption play, you know, so you can consume other podcasts in the TikTok environment, I, I would think that that's a bit strange, but um, that might be a plan. Um, and certainly, uh, TikTok reaches a particular demographic uh, audience that um, maybe isn't into podcasts in the same way um, as as others are. So perhaps that's um, that's certainly something there, or it could be on the other side. It could be very much. Um, producing additional content in audio form, and I think anything that helps people understand all of the exciting things that you can do with audio is a good thing for podcasting and for the audio um, world in uh, general.
0: When you think about the way that that we've seen um, audio have this sort of like renaissance with with podcasts, I mean what what do you make of that like and you know as someone that that works in and around audio all, all the time, um, you know how how do you think that podcasts have have changed the audio landscape?
1: Oh, I think podcasts have changed things dramatically. I mean, if you have a look at the amount of spoken word audio, which is essentially what podcasts are that young people are listening to, then that has, you know, trebled, if not more, uh, over the last five or six years in the US. So all of a sudden, uh, younger audiences are beginning to understand that there's more to audio out there than just uh, an algorithmic jukebox or, you know, a Hamish and Andy. Um, That actually there's a ton of really interesting and engaging pieces of audio out there. And I think that that's great news for where um, for where audio is is uh, going, it's um, it coincides, I think, with a real um, amount of um, consolidation in the radio space in the US, which has essentially meant that a lot of quality. Radio productions have gone from US audiences. So all of a sudden, people are rediscovering fiction, they're rediscovering audio drama, they're rediscovering documentaries that they've not heard on the radio for the last 20 years, and all of a sudden going, oh wow, audio is capable of so much more than just, you know two guys having a laugh in a, in a basement somewhere. Um, and so I think for the future of the audio industry, I think it's a really exciting time.
0: Also making news today, Sydney NFT startup Immutable has raised a Series C round of $200 million, valuing the company at $2.5 billion. The company, which was founded just four years ago, is planning to scale the Immutable Gaming Studio including their flagship game Gods Unchained and also Guild of Guardians. The company currently has 165 staff and is hiring an additional 200 employees over the next 12 months. Singapore-based Una Brands is planning to spend $100 million to grow its footprint in South Korea in a partnership with Click Brands. The partnership is planning to acquire and scale 25 companies over the next two years across areas like health, cosmetics, babies and pets. Una launched in 2021 and has already acquired over 20 firms. And Australia's largest donor to medical research, the Snow Medical Research Foundation, has suspended the University of Melbourne from its prestigious fellowship program. The University of Melbourne has received 24 million Australian dollars from the foundation, with 16 million just in 2021. However, Snow Medical said the decision was taken because the university's outcomes on gender equality and diversity do not align with its values. The University of Melbourne last week awarded honorary doctorates to six white men. In a statement, the University of Melbourne said, This event is not a true reflection of who we are as a university and the steps we are taking and continue to take to build a diverse university community reflective of broader society. The Defrag is a production of Lawson Media. The show today was produced and hosted by me, Christopher Lawson. If you love the show, then I'd encourage you to share it with a friend. It's the best way to build the Defrag community. And while you're at it, invite them to our Discord. It's completely free and the link is in the episode show notes. That's all we have today. I'll be back with more tomorrow.